Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is markets in 1970. I am joined by my colleagues, Bobby Norman, Ty Miller, Adam Van Zant, and Trey Booth. Uh, we've had a great meeting this morning. As you can tell, I'm a little fired up because there's a lot going on in the markets. Uh, inflation is out there. Uh, a lot of geopolitical things taking place, but I think uh, you're going to find some very insightful information today. Also, we're going to continue all these conversations throughout the week on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and provide as much information as we can. So on that note, markets and 1970, that's a topic. So Bobby, uh, you started off this morning. Talk, talk about that topic. Yeah, so the market is down for the eighth week in a row. So what we wanted mm -hmm. to do is look back in history to see what was going on the last time we had this volatility. And we found it, and it was back in 1970. So I want to share this chart with you to show that back in 1970, this year's market was actually tracking what the market was doing in 1970. And so as you can see in this red line, this year's market is tracking 1970 almost exactly to what we saw. And, and 1970 had a lot of similarities to what's going on in today's market. 1970, we, we were in the midterm election year. Yes. We had international war. We had mm -hmm. a recession following a pandemic. Uh, we also had inflation and higher oil prices going on. And so no guarantees, but I show this chart to show you that we've been here before. In 1970, the market started terribly to start the year, but then rallied to close the year. Uh, again, we're not, we're not saying that 2022 is going to copycat uh, 1970, uh, but it's important to look at hi historical examples of the last time we saw this type of volatility. Yeah, well, and it, it's, it, it's the phrase, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. So from a historical standpoint, it doesn't hurt for us to look at these things and share them with you, because guess what? People got through those markets as well. And also with that, if you've been watching our vlogs and tracking our information, We've also talked about the big debate going on. Will inflation continue for some time, or are we starting to see it peak? Mm -hmm. Because that will determine what the Fed does later this year if they continue to raise interest rates. Now with that, I just want to say, Trey, uh, you, you gave some great behind-the-scenes data that the media is not picking up on. Talk about that and, and how that relates to inflation. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. So to, to Bobby's point, 1970s, we're really trying hard to, to not repeat the 70s where we had inflation <laughs> yes. start off yeah. start off high and <laughs> stayed high. So hopefully we'll, we'll repeat the market performance, but we'll have inflation come down. So what, what gives us hope that we can see inflation come down? Well, what we wanted to look at is what are the early leading indicators? Yeah. And we've been talking about the goods versus services sales for is since mid-2020. Yes. And that was a huge, huge driver of, of inflation that we're dealing with right now. So what could cause that to come down? Well, the first line of, of, of business there is if you buy a good, it's got to be shipped. That's the first line. Well, so we looked at freight rates. So I want to look at this chart. You can see that in 2020, the cost of shipping something from China to the U.S. or China to Europe spiked. It spiked nearly 400 percent some, at some points. And so that spike then bled into the inflation we're seeing today because something is shipped first, then it yeah. gets on a truck, it's on a train, it's then shipped, then it's boxed, packaged, sold, and then at the end of the day, it shows up on your front porch. And that, that costs some money. That costs money. <laughs> and so the first line where that costs is the shipping it 
into U.S. ports, and we're seeing that come down strong, and we're seeing it come down fast. So that that's, it, it could be an early indicator that our goods spending is coming down. Now, that may sound bad, but that's good because right now in the summer driving season, the summer travel season, we're seeing actually service spending maintain and stay high. So if we saw good spending come down, we could see inflation. This could be the first indicator of inflation topping and coming down. And if we could see that, then the Fed would not nearly have to be as aggressive, and that would be very positive for the markets. Well, and throughout our vlogs over these past weeks, we've talked about that if, if the service industry really picks up, that's more of a deflationary that's right. uh, you know, economic mm -hmm. uh, guide to us. Yep. And so uh, I, right now we're seeing that and we're going to stay with that. Mm -hmm. that we think there's possibilities there. Uh, you may not see inflation as bad as everybody has uh, discussed. So in Thai, we talked about interest rates this morning. The bond market had a rally on on Friday, uh, which is interesting. Uh, talk about uh, corporate bonds and what we're seeing out there. Yeah, so um, the, the Fed so far is trying to achieve its goal of slowing down the economy. And, and so far as consumers, we haven't really seen that. Right. Um, but to Trey's point, maybe we're starting to see signs of that with the, the freight costs. Um, but corporate America, on the other hand, is starting to, to kind of embrace that. So um, IPO activity, virtually non-existent. Okay. M&A activity down. Co corporations are not spending money. And more importantly, they're not issuing new debt. Um, debt issuance is way down. Over the past couple years, with, with interest rates near zero, um, they were issuing about $2 trillion in debt per year. Yeah. Um, and, and this year so far, it's just $728 billion. So way behind pace. We're slowing that down very well. And that's important because uh, with rates higher than they were before, um, you know, we don't want these companies tanking on new debt and paying four or five percent interest rates. Right. We want them to continue just paying the, the almost, you know, negative interest rates, basically flat. And, and that's important to them. Um, you know, they're starting to just just spend their cash. Sure. They saw the opportunity there and took advantage of it. Correct. Yeah, I, I think that's excellent. And then, Adam, I get a lot of uh, compliments and praise on the indicators that uh, you give every week on our vlog. Uh, it gives people numbers to look at and, and in this volatility, it's very important they pay attention. So talk about uh, the S&P 500 index and some numbers we need to be watching. Yep, and Bobby alluded to earlier, we saw a large pullback in the markets last week with the S&P 500 coming in at 3,901. Yes. Despite it pulling back, we did see seven out of the 11 sectors up for Friday's trading day. So that gives us a new resistance level of 3,960 with a new support level of 3,840. Also, it's important to keep in mind that our 50-day moving average is currently sitting at 4,302. The reason that's important is we're starting to solidify that long-term resistance level looking out towards the end of the year. So that's one number I really want people to focus in on is at 4,300 out to the end of the year. No, I, I think that's excellent. Mm -hmm. We definitely need to uh, watch that closely. Mm -hmm. So uh, on that note, we're going to continue uh, giving you information. Uh, listen to our podcast. I've talked about our social media outlets, uh, the information we're providing here, uh, share with others. We appreciate you doing that. And just know that as we uh, complete the month of May here, we're going to continue as we go into the summer to keep you updated. It's not going to be dull, but we see a lot of positives in all this volatility. Take care and have a great week. Yeah.